Welcome to Jukebox 2, your favorite music podcast. I am back again for the third week in a row. Give it up for me. Yes, yes. Thank you, thank you. For those that are new here, my name is Jay Burritos. I am the master of millennial music, and I'm here to bring you another week of your favorite music podcast discussing music news, reviews, and conversation. Jukebox 2, baby. We're back, and we're better, like Bryson Tiller. Um, I'd like to thank you all for listening to last week's episode. I had a really good time. We discussed Beyonce's renaissance in length, uh, ranked, tried to rank every single song in order from worst to best, caused a firestorm within my own community that hasn't spread far enough out yet, but within my community, there's a firestorm. I want to read one of my favorite comments from last week's episode that was left on the YouTube video by my boy Trazia K, which made it known, he made it known that the beehive is finna jump me. The transitions from cuff it to energy to break my soul should place all three in S++ tier automatically. Keep my head on a swivel, burrito man. Now, I don't appreciate the thread at the end because I feel like I did a pretty good job of ranking them songs. I mean, the final ranking was pretty good. I feel like y'all don't have to come in my head like this. I feel like I did my best. I, did. I know I'm new to the beehive, but you ain't, got to, you ain't got to treat me like this. I did my best. No, that list is immaculate. That list is objectively correct. And anybody that disagrees can go to hell. I just leave it there. <laughs> I'll just leave it there. Virgo's Groove is the best song. I just I made the entire episode uh, to have the opportunity to talk about Renaissance for a little bit, but also just to exclaim that Virgo's Groove is probably the best song that Beyonce has ever made. And Renaissance is my favorite album of hers, and it is the album of the year. And there's not much that anybody can do to change that, which is what I said last week. Now more albums keep coming out as I uh, keep, you know, waiting for somebody to wow me more than Beyonce and it's not happening. And another album that came out this past week was an album that some of us were looking forward to because uh, it, it's a collab that kind of makes sense on paper. And we've had uh, enough songs to prove that it should have uh, some power to put at least a mixtape EP or maybe even a full album behind it. But uh, Drake and 21 Savage released a new album, new project. I don't know what they call it these days. Uh, Her Loss came out this past Friday. And we're not going to review the album so much as kind of talk about the one thing that everybody's kind of talking about. And uh, actually, before I get started, because I'm not feeling right today. Today is a soapbox episode. <laughs> I'm going to just sit on that real quick. Cool. I'll ruin a bar of soap. I'm gonna get on my soapbox because today's episode feels like something that's been marinating in my mind for a while. And I've been waiting to kind of get my thoughts together in a more cohesive way so that my points kind of make sense and I don't lose people. Because sometimes when I feel like I get on my soapbox, I feel like I talk past people and I don't do a good job of trying to make my point. However, I do feel like I'm being too nice <laughs> by not saying anything and I'm being uh, I'm, I'm stalling for no reason because there there need to be more voices out there that are just like kind of outwardly speaking against the this bullshit that's happening in in the culture, in the media. And I want to be I want to count myself as one of those people. So I need to take a moment and get on my soapbox and just say what needs to be said. Uh, I really want to start today's episode by asking a rhetor it's rhetorical but i also want answers i want people's opinions in the comments so definitely leave me uh some comments on youtube or you can just tweet me on twitter at jay burritos but the the crux of today's episode is the question 
why do we hate Meg the Stallion? Why do we hate Megan the Stallion? When I say we, I obviously don't mean me. I obviously don't mean most of the people listening to this podcast or even most of the people on my timeline. I don't see a whole lot of uh, people going like, oh, Meg is annoying as fuck. She can't rap. All she rap about is pussy. I don't see a whole lot of that on my timeline personally. But I know that when I search her name on Google, on Twitter, on Facebook, anywhere else, or really Facebook, I still, I still, I'm friends with a lot of people that I went to middle school and high school with. So Facebook is actually a lot worse. But um, my Twitter is pretty curated to where like I don't see a whole lot of hate for Meg Thee Stallion, but that's just me in my own echo chamber. Um, when I say we, when I ask the question, why do we hate Megan Thee Stallion? I do think that while she is, you know, like the, the figurehead for female rap, and if people that are not watching <laughs> online, I'm using the heaviest air quotes when I say that, um, but she's become the poster child for, for women's rapping. And uh, we've piled on just every little reason to hate her that we can you know like I can before I get into this diatribe because again I know the thing that worries me about me getting on my soapbox today is that I know that there are going to be people out there that are like oh man why are you simping for Meg or blah, blah blah you won't even listen to her music like that all right I'm not gonna pretend like uh I spend every day uh when I'm working out when I'm just hanging out working I spend every day listening to Sugar or Traumazine or Tina Snow I think her music, uh, while it's catchy, is not necessarily for me. I'm obviously not the target audience. I'm not the bad bitch that she's speaking to. Uh, <laughs> however, I think I can say that without dogging her, like I feel like a lot of us do. And I feel like I lose... Here we go. I, lo I lose a lot of people. I remember when I did I did my, Korra, my Legend of Korra video a few years ago, and I lost a lot of people uh, when I said the word misogyny. Yeah, so uh, I'm gonna try to I'm, I'm gonna say something different. I'm just gonna say y'all hating because <laughs> clearly we don't like big words like misogyny and patriarchy. I'm just gonna say that uh, the general disdain that I see from Meg The Stallion is weird, and I feel like a lot of us, like I was saying the other week with Kanye, we all just kind of like ignore it. We all just say like, yeah, niggas just gonna be niggas. Of course they gonna hate women rapping. Oh, women always rapping about pussy. They always rap about pussy. Like. Like, niggas not always rapping about dick. Like, niggas not always rapping about money. Like, niggas not always rapping about fame. You know, cars, all of the same shit. Like, you don't care when they talking about rollies, when they talking about digging in the pussy, you know, pulling out, I can't smell it. Like, you know, fucking anything. West Side Gun, come here, bitch, I'ma stick my pussy in your pussy and call it pussy, pussy, boom, 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 boom. You know what I mean? Like, you don't care. <laughs> we don't, we don't care uh, when other people do it. But I feel like, Again, it's obvious. I know it's I know it's obvious. I know a lot of people that are listening. I'm preaching to the choir, but we just we we pick and choose who to nitpick, like who to who to police when it comes to like what they can say. And and more often than not, it's always like, bro, women always rapping about the shame shit. Like they're doing it right now with Ice Spice. They're doing it right now with Glorilla. They're doing it right now with I mean everybody that's everybody that's hot right now that's trying to come out and rap um, and replace these dudes that's not really rapping about nothing right now. Um, everybody always got something to say. It's always, you know, they, they, they rapping about the same shit, bro. They boring as fuck. It's the flow. It's like, everybody's not been using the same triplet flow for the last 10 years. Like we all not rapping about the same shit. You know, I, I love when people 
uh, tend to bring up other rappers. They, <laughs> poor Rhapsody. She only gets right. I feel bad for her because she's legitimately, she's a great artist. And shout out to my boy Faraday for really putting me on and introducing me to a lot of her work. But like, she's a legitimately great artist. However, people only bring her up to knock down somebody else. <laughs> it's always, it's, it's never just, hey, yo, Rhapsody just released a new album. Y'all should go check that out. It's always like, man, goddamn, Cardi B got the, she got another song rapping about her pussy, man. She, why can't everybody be like Rhapsody? Nigga, you don't listen to Rhapsody. Because <laughs> if you did, you would know that she's also rapping about her pussy. <laughs> These arguments are stupid and they only work on the internet where most people don't read, they don't comprehend, and they don't take the time to actually like, dig into context and, and and do a little more critical thinking. And it's not your fault. I'm one of the children that was left behind. Thank you, George Bush. <laughs> I get it. I, I went I went to Atlanta Public Schools. This is what frustrates me the most. I, I get heated about this topic because I grew up with people and I know people <laughs> that feel the way about Meg Thee Stallion and just women rapping in general. Uh, they, they, they feel this way that I'm talking about. They have this just disdain, this this nastiness about it of just like, oh, what the hell y'all doing? Like, they don't realize that in a way they sound like the same way that like our parents and our grandparents talked about rap. Like the reason why I have so many holes in my hip hop and rap repertoire is because like I grew up with people being like, what is that? What is that? You can't call that music. What is that? You know, just talking about talking about outcasts, <laughs> talking about, you know what I'm saying? Like talking about talking about Lil Wayne, talking about anything that we was listening to coming up. Like they was they were saying that's not music. Y'all, if people don't see the parallel in that you sound exactly the same as that. Like whenever you get on your soapbox and go like, yo, what the fuck are y'all even rapping about? Like, why, why is everybody so crazy about Meg Thee Stallion? Anyway, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm zooming out a little too far and I want to zoom back in and talk more about Meg Thee Stallion period. Cause like I said, I feel like this episode has been brewing in my head for a while. Um, you know, she, she was allegedly, and I'm again using big air quotes here, allegedly shot, uh, in July 2020 by Tory Lanez. That's what she alleges. And they're in court. Uh, they've been in court for like the past two years trying to tie that up. And that entire spectacle has just, in my opinion, given people a reason, <laughs> like a, a catalyst for their hate. You know what I'm saying? Like it, if before, before she was shot in the foot, I feel like the, the standard excuses, the standard reasons not to like her were just like, She's just rapping about her ass. She's just rapping about her pussy. She's just rapping about money. It's just the same shit that I was always hearing. You know, she annoying. She loud. Blah blah blah. The same shit that they say about and the same shit that they say about Cardi B. The same shit that they say about anybody else. Um, that's what they were saying. But I feel like this this incident that happened in July 2020 was a lot of a lot of people were kind of waiting in the woodwork. And I don't when I say that I, I'm kind of fast forwarding. I when I say people were waiting in the woodwork, I don't mean. Tory Lane fans <laughs> were, were waiting <laughs> in the woodwork to be like, yeah, see, I told y'all. I, I feel like people that had their own reasons, whatever they were, valid, irrational, or whatever, to hate on Meg Thee Stallion, they used that incident in July 2020 as the catalyst to be like, see? See? <laughs> like, especially, I mean, it took, it took her, from what I understand, it took her a month to come out and say that, like, hey, uh, I was actually shot by somebody, and it took her even longer to say who it was. Um, and ever since that point, <laughs> it's just become this, this culture war that is just so fucking stupid to me. It's just so dumb. It's just, it, it, it's, it's, and you, you see it a lot on Twitter and you think it doesn't exist in real life. But again, you meet people that feel the way that they feel about Megan, that feel the way that they feel about Tory Lanez for whatever reason. And it, it 
it opens your eyes. Speaking for me personally, I'm just like just hearing people's rationale for like why they fuck with Tory Lanez. And a lot of people didn't start fucking with Tory Lanez until after this incident because for, he's he's being painted as a villain, as a as a victim because we like to bring black men down. I don't know why we like to bring each other down, man. It's always a black woman trying to bring a black man down. Like this this it's the kind of rationalities that I see online for like for for hating on Meg. Like she is she is a, a villain. She is attacking a man. She's trying to bring a man's livelihood down. So I see a lot of people take up the mantle of like, okay, well, I'm going to lift this black man up. I'm going to, Daystar, I've got your back. I'm a big fan now. When's your next album coming out? And it's so transparently full of shit. It's so, it's so ugly and full of shit. I'm just, I, I got to, I got to just call a spade a spade. Like, I'm not going to say that Tory Lane just all of us, Tory Lane's just all of a sudden blew up in 2020. That's obviously not true. He had his fans before and then. Like, I remember the, the one song, Say It. That's the only song I can say. But, like, I know he's got other popular songs prior to 2020 that people was rocking with. But I can't say that he was really a part of just, like, the, the, bigger, the bigger cultural conversation more than he was until he allegedly shot Meg Thee Stallion. And, like, now I just feel like he has this legion of some people. No, I can't even give, I can't give good faith on this. I really can't. I keep trying to be nice and and give good faith and be like oh there are just some people that just really like his music i'm not gonna give anybody cover for this it's just all like and i'm not i'm not giving anybody there, there are people he, he has a legion of fans now that just seem to only want to tear that woman down <laughs> and it's it's weird to see as like it's weird to see as somebody who uh has been in and out of the culture for a few years um, who tries to just like sometimes enjoy music for what it is, sometimes enjoy people's personalities. And uh, like I was saying with Meg Thee Stallion, like I'm not the biggest fan of her music personally, but I, I do think there's like, it's good. It's, you know, hit it in the club sometime. You're around the right women. It's going to pop. Um, and I really love her personality more than anything. Um, and I don't see any reason to like use this whole like shooting as an excuse to like, take away from her, uh, to, to, to bring her down. It just doesn't make any fucking sense. And like seeing people and a lot of specific people in the culture, just kind of like take their shots or just like stick their flag down on like, I'm team Tory <laughs> or like fuck Megan, what she's talking about. Seeing them do that is real weird. It's just absolutely weird. We, we didn't, we didn't talk about, uh, when, when Tory Lanez did drop an album this year, uh, LeBron James posted a video of him, like, just just going hard in the car, just being like, yo, Tori, this is he didn't say nothing. But like he was he was listening to the music and he just jamming out, not knowing none of the words, but just and he posted it and, and gave him credit. Like, yo, Tori, you did your thing, man. That LeBron James, there's no way you don't know what's going on right now. There's no way. I, I know that, like, you know, we pretending to read Malcolm X and you play a lot of basketball, so you can't keep up with everything in the culture. But there's no way you don't know. At least you cannot search Tory Lanez's name without Meg Thee Stallion coming up in some kind of way. So there's no way you didn't know before you posted that. They're like, OK, this is going to make some people feel a way. This is going to be weird. <laughs> maybe maybe I shouldn't do this. Um, and getting to the, the, the crux of what I've been circling around, what we're, we're talking about today, the, the Drake and 21 Savage uh, album, Her Loss, and the song uh, Circo Loco, which had the line in the first verse by Drake, uh, this bitch lie about getting shots, but she's still a stallion. 
that was that was his reference. That was his line. 2022, this album came out on November 4th. So it's been two and a half years. And the biggest pop star in rap decided that he wanted to make a line referencing uh, this incident that is still going on, that we still don't have all the facts for. Uh, he still wanted to take a little shot. <laughs> you know, this bitch lie about getting shots, but she's still a stallion. She ain't even get the joke, but she's still smiling. Hey, <laughs> look at me. I'm Drake. I'm telling jokes. Why? 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 Why this? Why this? <laughs> I don't like. <laughs> I woke up Friday morning and I was somewhat excited for the album. I'm like, hold up now. Drake and 21, you know, they pushed it back. It was supposed to come out last week. Uh, but they pushed it back a week and it came out Friday and I was kind of excited. And of course, the first thing I do, this is where I, I need to stop doing this. I got to put my phone away for like two hours before I wake up. But I wake up, pull my phone, you know, turn off the alarm, go straight to Twitter. Mistake number one. Mistake number two, checking the trending tab. The trending tab, Drake is going off, 21 going off, Meg going off. And I already see this line and I'm like, <sighs> okay, all right, well. I was going to take my time talking about this album. I was going to take my time talking about this, uh, you know, I was going to talk about it when I talked about it, but I guess I got to talk about it this week. And I went and I, I pressed play and the first few songs were actually pretty damn good to me. Like the first three songs, I want to say, I only listened to it once because I'm really not here to talk about the album. I'm here to talk about Meg Thee Stallion and this dumbass line. Um, but I listened to the album once and like in the, like the first few songs, I was like, hold up now. Hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Like, and I could hear that he was like subtly throwing shots at a lot of people. It wasn't just Meg. Like he, he threw shots at Drum. He threw shots at uh, Diddy, I think. He threw shots at Ye. Uh, he, you know, he's throwing shots at everybody. Every, everybody can get it. And that's always, to be fair, that's always been Drake's MO. Is that he's he's the petty king. That's why we love him. He's a toxic king. You know, What a Time to Be Alive came out in 2015. So it's like, it's not that much of a surprise that this album is going to be a little poison. Okay. But like, I feel like there's a line. <laughs> I feel like there's a line like you could just hit them with hey bitches ain't shit i'ma run through them on the town hey everybody want to give me the crown you know what i mean like it's you can you can do the generalization <laughs> you could be like hey bitches ain't shit you know what i'm just saying they want their money goddamn i'm about to run through them but when you take such a such clear aim and again it's, it's what drake is good at drake is really good at throwing his rock and hiding his hand he's really good at that shit he's been doing it for years it's why a lot of us love him it's why a lot of people hate him <laughs> and it was cute like i said it was it was it was cute up to a certain point this is not cute this line this bitch lie about getting shots but she's still a stallion is not cute let me take a minute and read the the annotation on genius because i think it gives important context which serves uh, to my general point about this bullshit, but let me read the genius annotation. Annotation: This line was said. This line said was deemed rather controversial across the internet, as it seemed like Drake was making an apparent implication that Megan Thee Stallion lied about being shot by Tory Lanez on July 12, 2020, through the way of a promiscuous analogy. Mm -hmm. In actuality, the Toronto rapper is complimenting a woman on. Ugh, in actuality, the Toronto rapper is complimenting a woman on her physique, comparing her beauty to that of a stallion. On the other hand, he is confident that her body is fake, implying that she received injections to achieve her ideal look. Meg, Megan the Stallion was not happy about this supposed dist. When Circo, Lurco, so, Circo Loco released, she made several tweets clarifying her stance on Drake's comments, the first of which reading, quote, stop using my shooting for clout, bitch ass niggas. 
Since when the fuck is it cool to joke about women getting shot? You niggas, especially rap niggas, are lame, ready to boycott about shoes and clothes, but dogpile on a black woman when she say one of y'all homeboys abused her. End quote. Lil Yachty, who contributed to numerous tracks on her loss, clarified on behalf of Drake during an Instagram Live on the day of the album's release, explaining how the bar had nothing to do with the criminal complaint between rappers Tori and Meg and was merely a one-dimensional line about women lying about butt injections. For context, prosecutors alleged that Tori, whose real name is Daystar Peterson, got out of an SUV following an argument with Megan Thee Stallion in Hollywood Hills on July 12, 2020, and inflicted bodily injury on her. Lanes was officially charged with one count of carrying a semi-automatic firearm with another count of carrying a loaded concealed firearm in a vehicle. According to a video made by Megan Thee Stallion on August 20th, 2020, a month before, a month after the alleged incident, Tori was not only the perpetrator who had assaulted her, but he had shot her twice in the foot. Yachty also commented during the same live video on how he was confident that Drake himself was not going to clear anything up about the line, despite it having nothing to do with Megan Thee Stallion. Okay, I know that was a long annotation, that was a long read, but I have to go part by part and explain like why this is stupid. Okay, so I went into the comments of the annotation and I saw that the, the, the moderators were kind of arguing about like the, the subjectivity and the objectivity of like what they're saying here, which is why this first paragraph here that says, in actuality, <laughs> the Toronto rapper is complimenting a woman on her physique comparing her beauty to that of a stallion that a lot of people on Twitter are falling by again. It's the whole throwing the rock, hiding your hand thing. Like, you know what you said, stand behind that shit. But like everybody, you know, everybody that's like, did y'all see what Drake said? Oh my God. Like everybody that's like kind of low key celebrating this whack ass line when everybody on the internet rightfully is taking this man, Drake, uh, to task for this, for this terrible line, they're defending him and they're coming up being like, guys, have you ever heard of a double entendre before? Nigga, you can't even spell that. You don't know. You, you had to Google it. Autocorrect did that for you. You don't know what that means. <laughs> so shut up. I just, I can't. Again, it's so disingenuous. Yes, we know what a double entendre is. Yes, I can see how this line is like a sly way to refer to like, okay, we talking about all girls with BBLs and shit like that. He's so very obviously, clearly <laughs> talking about this incident that to, to say otherwise is just disingenuous. Like you're, you're straight up like lying about it. He know what he did. And that's why he ain't saying nothing about it. And like Lil Yachty having to come out and be like, hey, guys, actually, uh, by the way, uh, this, this isn't about Meg. And uh, he's not going to say nothing about it. He, he, of course, he's laughing. He's laughing his way to the bank. He is like, again, Tory's Tory's Legion and, and Drake's you know, millions and millions of legions of fans who have for some reason not given up after the years and years of mediocre projects that he's been putting out um, are eating this shit up. <laughs> he is laughing his way to the bank. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. People are going to feature with Drake. He's still going to be out at all. He's going to be on the SNLs. He's going to be on the stadium tours. He's going to be out in the public. People still going to rock with him because Drake is Drake. He's untouchable. There's he in in this in the same way that like yay overplayed his hand and was like, well, Adidas can't do nothing to me. You know, I can say anti-Semitic shit and y'all can't do nothing. They took his shit away and he'll still find a way to find. He still has support. He'll find his way to get support. He'll find his way to, to make his shoes again. Drake will not receive any tangible pushback from this, in my opinion. And, and that's that's what kind of fucks me up is that like the biggest star in rap is just allowed to say slyly, like you're allowed to slyly reference shit like this subliminally. And we just supposed to just take it. 
<laughs> we as fans are just supposed to be like, oh, okay, well, I guess whatever. I guess when's the next when's the next Drake album coming out? The the industry at large, who Meg The Stallion is a part of, is supposed to just like I don't know, like brush it off, <laughs> laugh at it. You know what I mean? Like, and that's that's what's killing me is is that we seem to to, to zoom back out again. I don't think anybody cares. And that's that's what and I don't, again, I, when I say anybody, I know I'm not talking about everybody. I'm not talking about everybody. There are plenty of people that are screaming that this shit is dumb and that is terrible and that Drake should not be doing dumb shit like this. But it has no tangible effect, in my opinion. Like, it's not going to do anything to 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 make him change his behavior, to make other people see how fucking ridiculous this is. I don't even think what I'm saying right now is going to help. Again, I just I just had to call it out for what it is and just say that this is fucking stupid. It's just absolutely ridiculous. I mean, the radio's still playing Tory. You know, he's still, the album's still coming out. People still, LeBron still is, is a huge fan, apparently. Uh, and and the, the kids are still going, the, the, the kids are still going crazy on the social media whenever he drops something. But at this point, I feel like it's, it's out of defiance. He's, Tory Lanez is not a Drake. Tory Lanez is not Chris Brown. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, Tory Lanez is not on the level of these people to be having this undying support. And that's where getting back to, like, how we tend to, like, twist up the narrative a little bit like people people see Meg the Stallion as like a villain just for being who she is in my opinion it's just th this shooting was a reason for people to just kind of dogpile and just have a reason not to like her um in the same way that like I can I can say I didn't like me I didn't like Nicki Minaj I'm not a big fan of Nicki Minaj to be honest uh, of, of her music uh, you know what makes it easy not to like her? The fact that she seems to be fucking crazy on social media and also married to a pedophile. Like, you know what I'm saying? Or a sex offender or whatever, you know? Like, it makes it, you see, it makes it easy for me to say, like, I don't like Nicki Minaj. Like, nobody's going to question that. Nobody's just going to be like, okay. In the same way that, like, if you were in a circle full of black dudes and you just walked in, you just like, man, I don't even, I don't even fuck with Meg Thee Stallion like that. Most people are going to be like, yeah, man, me neither, man, this shit. And then you're going to hear somebody in the group be like, yeah, man, you know she's lying about that shooting, right? Like, and that's just, again, I've experienced that in real life. And that shit is like, wait, what? Huh? <laughs> why? Why? Why would, why would she lie about that? Why would anybody lie about that? Why would Meg Thee Stallion in 2020, I can't even say the height of her career because it's still going, uh, but at what was her peak, why would she need to manufacture something like this for clout? Because a lot of people like to use that excuse too. A lot of people are just like, oh, she's looking for clout. She's looking to take somebody out to make herself bigger. Why would Meg the Stallion need to make something up to be bigger than Tory Lanez in 2020? And I don't mean physically, because I know that's a short nigga. Shout out to my short kings. I'm five, six. Um, but I mean, like in the zeitgeist, Meg the Stallion, <laughs> The, the biggest rapper out since, like, Cardi B, right? Like, she, she, she controls the cultural mindset. Why does she, of all people, at a party, does she throw on, hanging out with, doing the damn thing, she partying every week, everybody love her Instagram photos, even if you don't fuck with the music, you love her personality, or you, you know her personality, because she's so big. Why would she need to lie? On Tory Lanez, why would, she, why would she need to bring down somebody else's career? his career to do this. Oh, because, because apparently they had sex because they used to, they used to fuck around a little bit. So she's vengeance. Because again, I've seen these excuses online. Like, oh, I guess she, she's embarrassed that, that they had sex. So now she's trying to like bring them out. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> it just, 
if if you put a if you put a magnifying glass up against any of these reasons why people are taking Tory side in this war, it doesn't add up. It doesn't make sense. And, and, and it looks dumb. And again, when I when I default to what I believe is the answer, that we just happen to live in a nation and in a world that don't give a fuck about women, that don't give a fuck about black women, uh, and are looking for any reason to tear them down. If I say that without any extra context, like I can't, I can't get people from point A to point B. I can't make it make sense to my friends. I can't make it make sense to people online. And that's the frustration about being somebody who is trying to exemplify a better example. Like I was, I was raised in Southwest Atlanta in the nineties. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I had to outgrow <laughs> and I'm still, cause I'm not perfect now. I'm still having to outgrow a lot of toxic bullshit. I had, I had to let go of homophobia, transphobia, fucking just hating women in general. Like I, th there was really, really just like, damn, you know what? I'm so damn, I'm so damn, I, I think I gotta, I might be a woman hater. I mean, like, I, and I had to like sit with that, <laughs> analyze it, look back over like my past friendships, my past relationships, look at the outcomes and just go, huh, damn, you know what? There might be something to this and have to like make some changes. And, and, and just at, at one point I just decided that like, Whenever it's a culture war between men and women, <laughs> it's just, it's in my better, <laughs> it's better for me if I take the side of the woman, because nine times out of 10, the men got some bullshit reason for like why <laughs> they are doing something or why they're not doing something. And all of this, like the apathy towards Megan, the, the, the lack of decency you have to have as the biggest rapper out right now to make a line like this even if this is like some throwaway album because his his big album honestly never mind came out earlier this year but like people are going to listen to this people are going to stand behind this and it just doesn't make any sense to pretend Lil Yachty to pretend that like oh this isn't actually about anything like to pretend that like this is not a sly reference to Megan Stallion is lying <laughs> it's it's you look dumb you look dumb trying to pretend like he didn't know what he was doing. You look dumb trying to defend it. Drake, you look dumb <laughs> by not say, by saying this in general, by not having said anything since then. Like you in a way have at least for me have completely ruined whatever rollout you would have had for this. Like he he posted uh what turned out to be a fake tiny desk uh intro for doing NPR's tiny desk and then tiny desk quoted back to be like, "Hey, can we make it for real?" Now after this whole incident and like when the album actually came out and when this line came out, if I was the NPR intern, I would have quoted that again and be like, honestly, never mind. And then I would have been like, give me my raise. Again, NPR, hire me. Okay, this is why I'm doing this podcast, to get hired by public radio. That's it. That's it. <laughs> I'm just playing. But no, seriously, like it this Drake was already goofy. Drake was already corny. Drake's music itself has already been on the decline for like six, seven years. None of this helps. Uh, this is like, I, it, it leaves a disgusting taste in my mouth. I think the other thing, I take it personally when, when shit like this happens, because in the same way that I get on my, I get on my soapbox about Kanye West, Drake was for whatever reason, one of those artists that I was like, I was going crazy about in high school and in college. Like he was, he was huge. And to see, to see a lot of my favorite artists from my childhood resort to this, this anti-cancel culture, 
this Jews run the world, this I hate women, this like get your money, fuck everything else like mentality is is just fucking weird and gross and I hate it and I hate it and I know that a lot of the people that I'm talking to right now in this podcast have already given up on Drake because his music sucked or because his personality is whack. But again, as somebody who like naively likes to hold on to like a shred of hope, as somebody who like when my favorite problematic artists release an album, I hope that the music is so good that it almost erases <laughs> a lot of the other bullshit afterwards and it just never happens. I, I, I just, I have to say my piece and I have to speak for other people out there, other delusional idiots like me who are out there who have not given up, <laughs> who are still waiting on people like Drake and Ye to get their shit together. And it probably won't happen. We'll, we'll die. If, if we're holding our breaths, we will die. And it's just not going to happen. It's absolutely disgusting. Uh, shout out for 21 Savage for uh, not saying the line because I hate to say this. I just assumed that he said it. I don't know why. I just uh, maybe because I grew up in the South and he grew up in the South. I just assumed I, I just a Canadian wouldn't introduce. He wouldn't he wouldn't get into United States politics. He has no he has no reason to be a part of this. But no, he's, he's standing up for his other Canadian friend. You know, shout out to Toronto. We need to deport these niggas. Not 21. 21 can stay. He was already deported during the Trump administration. We don't need to deport him. We, we keep him. We bring him back. Uh, deport Daystar. Deport Aubrey Graham. Get them out of here. We don't need until they get their acts together. Get them out of here. I'm sick of I'm sick of the bullshit. This is dumb. I could have listed like if, if I was if I was a good podcaster and I had show notes, I could have listed like multiple incidents where like rappers, people on social media are just dogpiling on Meg, dogpiling, dogpiling, little, little, little shots, little references, hanging out with the wrong people. And it's just all like we, we seem to have. And, and then and at the same time, we get like turning this back to the, the yay shit. We get. We get upset when uh, when people say anti-Semitic shit like Kyrie Irving, like Ye, and they immediately get taken the fuck out of here. We get upset with the establishment like, oh, well, see, you know, people be saying stuff about black folks all the time and nothing happens. But uh, uh, when they say something about the Jews, we get them the fuck out of here. That's a, that's an indictment on us. That's an indictment on us, not Jewish people. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's the thing that like th th this whole this whole rigmarole in the news for the last few weeks has just really opened my eyes on like how much we as a culture are lacking we can't get our own people out of here like drake should be the fuck out of here for this line i'm saying it's 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 bad regardless if he wants to come out and be like oh you're weird and little mean this wasn't about megan this was about bbls it you know what you did bro i'm saying you know what you did stand behind it this is what you meant get the fuck out of here like but we can't do that as a culture with drake <laughs> we couldn't do that shit as a culture with Tory Lanez, which is why he's still out here. Couldn't do that shit with R. Kelly. He literally just went to jail. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we, we can't seem to let go of people that we need to let go of for our own sake. And I'm speaking, I'm, I'm reading myself right now. I'm not even reading y'all. I'm reading me too, because I am, like I said earlier, a delusional idiot who has not let go <laughs> of people like Drake who need to be let go of for shit way before this. But this is like egregiously disgusting. It's absolutely bad. Anytime somebody comes out of their way and says, like, you know, I'm a Drake stand. I was already going to raise my eyebrow in 2022 because being a Drake stand in 2022 is a little weird. But after this, I know where you stand. Again, it's, it's like when I come over to your house, if you play in Tory Lanez on your playlist, I know where you at with it. Like you you can't you know who you're listening to. You know what I'm saying? Like you 
you can say like, oh, it's just stuff playing on in the background. Oh, I didn't know. But you you hear his voice. You know who it is. And when you think Tory Lanez, you think Megan Thee Stallion. And you either don't care and ignore it <laughs> or you're defiantly being like, all right, look, I don't give a fuck about this Megan Thee Stallion shit. The music is still good. She probably lying about it. I'm gonna keep playing this shit. And that's weird. That's weirdo behavior. I think you're weird. Um, and it's, it's, it's weird. It's weird. I'm gonna get off my soapbox now. Let me get off my soapbox. Okay. All right. That was, that hurt me to say it because I just, the, uh, to, to get meta with it, break the fourth wall a little bit. This is part of the reason why I've hesitated on bringing jukebox two back is because I have this like anger almost with the industry with the culture and just seeing a lot of the shit kind of play out and, and be sustained. Like the Meg Thee Stallion shit happened two and a half years ago. Why are we still making jokes? Why are we still listening to Tory Lane's music? Why, why is he still getting features? You know what I'm saying? Like, why do we continue to just like allow people like this to take up space in the culture at large? Why do we allow these people to continue to sell out stadiums to, to break streaming records? We don't, the, Drake does not deserve to be celebrated for this at all. Doesn't deserve to be laughed at. He deserves to be ridiculed for this. And it upsets me that that will not happen. <laughs> it, it does. It just, it, it makes me jaded, a little cynical, because I know it won't happen. But again, I just feel like I have to add myself to the chorus of voices that's just like, this shit is dumb because it's not enough dudes talking about it, to be honest. Like, I, I know that, like, there are definitely, I mean, there are YouTubers and podcasts and all the other people that are, like, on the side of women. But, like, I just feel like I don't see a lot of that in what's hot, you know, like, what's what's out. I don't I don't see a lot of people coming to Meg, Meg's defense, coming to her aid and, and just being like, look, we stand with you. Like, regardless, the facts ain't all out yet, but I'm always stand with the victim before anybody else. And Tory Lanez is not the victim in this situation, regardless of how it plays. I'm just saying, I'm just, look, it is gross. And just like, uh, just like Meg Thee Stallion said, when the truth does come out, a lot of y'all gonna be looking fucking stupid. And I, and I, I hope and I pray that when the time does come that we as a culture recognize that like we did, like we give a mea culpa to Meg Thee Stallion. Like we all owe her an apology. I feel like we all like need to just do better at protecting her and black women like her in the culture because these are not people like, we should not be fighting. All this infighting within, within ourselves is dumb. Like this whole like women doing this, men doing that. The fucking like, you know, what Fresh and Fit gets off on, all of that shit is stupid. None of that shit matters. We not fighting the right people. We should not be fighting within our ranks. Don't need to be fighting black men. Don't need to be fighting black women. We need to fight white supremacy, <laughs> you know? But like, unfortunately, we can't concentrate on shit like that because we're too busy letting people get shot in the foot and get away with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and this it's, it's frustrating. It's ridiculous. And it's gotta stop at some point. And I'm gonna stop ranting because again, I could go for another 20 minutes about just random rabbit holes and random shit because it's all connected in some kind of way. Uh, but it's just gross. What I will say as a, just kind of a, a closer, if, if you are a Tory Lanez fan in 2022, I would, I would beg you to reevaluate your stance and understand, question where that comes from. Cause it's not just the music. I've heard the music. The music is fine. <laughs> like, I I'm not, I'm not even gonna, I, I'm not gonna shit on them and be like, oh, the music is ass. Like 
it's fine. Uh, he, just like a lot of the other R&B artists that came up in the mid-2010s, have just been riding this wave of nostalgia, like, oh, I'm just going to do 80s, I'm going to do 90s, I'm going to sample your mom's favorite song. And it is passable enough to have on in the background while you're chilling with some some shouty. Actually, you know what? Before I wrap up, the point that I wanted to make, <laughs> just, just in case any of the 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 higher you know because what i'm saying right now what i'm asking of you the people that are listening tory lane's fans or whatever like i'm asking you to do better and to like aim higher and to just but but i also need to meet people where they're at and sometimes you got to appeal to people's lower sensibilities so what i will say is uh you know we live in this patriarchal society where like you know it's all about fuck bitches get money and a lot of y'all still subscribe to that right you subscribe to the fuck bitches get money totally get it um you're scaring the hoes the hoes just want to be hoes and you're scaring them and you need to stop <laughs> because I'm telling you, like people, you're scaring yourself out of pussy by by tweeting that like, yo, Tory Lanez is innocent, bro. I'm, te I'm telling you, it's like five potentials that are on the outskirts that see you say that on Facebook and they go pussy dry, not getting it done you know what i'm saying like so I'm, I'm trying to help y'all out at the end of the day i'm trying to help our society but again just on a more personal level as a man who grew up around men that know how men think you're not helping yourself <laughs> by doing what you're doing right now by taking the side of this man you're, you're literally spooking the harlots and you need to stop <laughs> just again i know that that's, that's that's the lowest possible hanging fruit like hopefully i got to somebody and i wanted to make sure i made that last little nugget of truth just to say it because hopefully even if you didn't hear the 40 minutes of logical shit that i said earlier if if oh, i ain't gonna get no pussy hopefully that was enough <laughs> to get somebody out there to just be like just just start thinking it's, it's not a switch i know it's not a switch but just start thinking about this shit whenever whenever the the news cycle comes up and it's like oh new new female rapper here is doing this and you see 90 percent of the people being like bro this shit whack as fuck what the hell just think about it for a second think about it <laughs> think about it we let everybody we let the we let the little babies into the babies and the young nudies and the nbas and the, and the yeats and everybody else we let everybody else get away we're doing the same shit over and over again but it's only a problem when women do it Think about it. That's all I'm saying. Just the Bobby Brown meme. Think about it. That's it. I'm done. I'm done. Oh, boy. What I meant to say towards the beginning of the episode is that I would like to do uh, some question and answer segments. In addition to reading the best comment on last week's episode, I'll start doing that in the beginning of each new episode. So keep leaving me comments on YouTube. But I also want more long form question and answers. And it could be music related or not music related. Um, but I'd like you to start sending me uh, questions to uh ask <laughs> to answer on the street. I don't know. I got stuck for a second. My bad. Uh, but I'd like you to start sending me questions to uh answer on the podcast and I will answer them here. So you can send them anonymously or you can send them to uh you know your name. You can send them jburritos at gmail.com or you can just DM DM me. I was gonna say demail. <laughs> what the fuck is a demail? <laughs> you can demail me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> J Burritos, and I'll answer there too. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please uh, leave comments if you agree, disagree. Was I, was I doing too much? Do you want to see more of this? Do you want to see less of this? Let me know in the comments below. I love you very much. Thank you for tuning in. I will see you next week. Drink some water because I am dying in here even with the fan on. It is hot. It's, it's some kind of heat wave going on the East Coast because like it is hot as fuck for November. But take care of yourselves. Also, go vote. Tomorrow, if you listen to this Today, Monday, when it comes out, go vote tomorrow.
Uh, I'm sure you're seeing it all in the, the mainstream media, but a lot of it is not hyperbole. Like the midterms are hella important and we are, it's a little shaky right now. So we need all the, all the votes we can get for uh, progressive policies and uh, you know, good politicians. So make it happen. Love you. Talk to you next week. Bye.